here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our meditation this morning is the gospel for this morning. You heard it read before from Matthew chapter 25. Recall just these words. So stay awake because you don't know the day or the hour. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who will return to take his children to eternal glory, my beloved. One of sort of a recurring nightmare that I think happens to all pastors uh, is that they uh, wake up with a dream where it's Sunday morning, and they get into the pulpit, and they don't have any message prepared. And uh, some of us wake up in a cold sweat, because that would certainly be embarrassing. Now, not only to me, but also, I think, to uh, some of you, if there were some visitors here and the pastor had no message. It's uncomfortable to be unprepared. True story. Years ago, there was a pastor, and they were celebrating a mission festival in their church in the afternoon. And a guest preacher was scheduled to give the mission festival ser sermon in the afternoon, and the service uh, began, and he didn't show. And what was the pastor going to do? Because he didn't have any sermon. So what he did is he had the congregation read responsively Psalm 119. There's 176 verses there. And that's how he uh, filled the time for the sermon. Uncomfortable to be unprepared. How would you like to be that student in the classroom? And you know, the uh, teacher starts walking up and down the aisles, gathering the assignments, and you don't have yours done. I hope none of you ever had the uh, experience where your husband calls you at 5.15 and says, Honey! Uh, we'll be there at 545. I'm bringing a couple business associates with me for supper. How do you get prepared for that? You know, we spend uh, thousands, millions, billions of dollars trying to stay prepared. Spend billions of dollars on, on our armed forces so that our nation can be prepared just in case. We spend a ton of tax dollars keeping our uh, fire departments up and running so that they're prepared just in case. Subject of our message for this morning, according to Jesus' parable or his word illustration, uh, is the story of the ten bridesmaids. And as he uh, speaks that parable, he tells us, be prepared, because if you're not, it's not going to just be uncomfortable, it's going to be a disaster. Now, in Jesus' word illustration of his kingdom, uh, he talks about ten bridesmaids, 
in order to give us his prediction of future facts and an admonition for the here and now. In this uh, word illustration, Jesus reminds us that the truth of his kingdom is that this world one day will end and all the planets will fall from the sky and the universe will be burned up and it will be called Judgment Day, uh, a day in which time will end and eternity will begin. And he wants us to know that when he returns on Judgment Day, there are going to be two kinds of people, two groups of people here on earth, those who are prepared and those who are not prepared, and he wants us to be among the group of those who are prepared. God wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, Jesus' word illustration uh, likens God's kingdom to uh, a bride and a groom getting ready for the wedding reception, and there are ten bridesmaids. Now, in order to understand this uh, word illustration, you have to understand how weddings were held back in Jesus' day. Uh, at some time when a, a young man and woman fall in love and, and they decided they wanted to get married, uh, they went and talked to both parents, uh, bride's parents, groom's parents, and got their blessing, and then they were engaged. And then they set a day for the wedding. And what would happen on the wedding day is the groom would leave his house, which was going to be the apartment or the home where the bride and the groom would live. He would leave his house, go to the bride's house, where she was probably still living with her parents, and get her, and there was a sort of a blessing that was there, and then everybody would return to the groom's house for the wedding reception. And once they all got there, the doors were locked, nobody else got in. Well, as Jesus tells us in the illustration, what happened was with these ten bridesmaids, the, for some reason, the groom didn't come. He was late. And it was in the evening, and everybody started, uh, got dark, and he uh, fell asleep. Finally, the bridegroom came at midnight. The wise bridesmaids had brought extra oil for their lanterns or their torches. The foolish ones didn't plan ahead, and so they didn't have any oil. Uh, you hear in the, in, in the uh, parable, there was sort of a little negotiation that was going on where the foolish bridesmaid said, uh, give us some of your oil. And the wise said, no, we can't because then we're going to run out too. You go buy some for yourself. And when they did, and while they were away, the bridegroom came to get his bride and everybody returned to the bridegroom's house for the wedding reception. The doors were locked. And later on, when the foolish bridesmaids came, they said, let us in, let us in. He said, no. And they were left out. What are the kingdom facts uh, that Jesus predicts for us? The facts are that Jesus is coming one day to judge all mankind. He's the bridegroom who will arrive, and on that day there will be some who are prepared, and there will be some who are not prepared. Concerning the believing Christians who will be prepared, and we heard that read before in the second reading, uh, St. Paul says, We are telling you what the Lord taught. We who are still alive, when the Lord comes, will not go into his kingdom ahead of those who have already died. The Lord will come from heaven with a command, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God. First, the dead who believed in Christ will come back to life. Then together with them, we who are still alive will be taken in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. In this way, we will always be with the Lord. So then comfort one another with these words. 
in the book of Daniel. God tells us, Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightest uh, brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. These are the kingdom facts that Jesus relates to us in his word illustration of the ten bridesmaids. He's going to come. He's predicting he's going to come, and nobody knows when that will be. But there will be two groups of people, wise and foolish, some prepared, some not prepared. And those who are not prepared will be shut out, and as Scripture says, for them there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, and there will be no day after. Now, perhaps on these uh, last days of the church year, which we call the end times of the church year, when we talk about Judgment Day and uh, the universe being burned up and Jesus judging the living and the dead, sometimes we hear, well, pastor, this is all sounds kind of frightening, and especially for the kids. Why in the world would Jesus want to frighten us like that? We thought that he was a loving Savior. Why would he say things that would frighten us? But you see, Jesus predicts these things of the future not to frighten us, but rather to warn us. Have you ever, uh, and maybe you were a parent yourself that said this when your kid was, uh, you know, like three years old, four years old, and uh, they haven't been trained to run out in the street, and sometimes you had to say, now, Johnny, I don't want you ever running out in that street again. You're going to get hit by a car. I mean, those words to a little kid, don't they sound like the parents are angry? But they're speaking those words of admonition out of love because they don't want their little get, kid to get hit by a speeding car. And so it is with our loving Savior, the Good Shepherd. He gives us predictions about future facts as, and, as an, and also as an admonition for here and now. Jesus says, therefore... Uh, stay awake because you do not know the day or the hour. Jesus didn't tell us the exact date of his return. Nobody knows. Jesus even said, not even the, the angels in heaven know. Did you ever think about it? What if Jesus told us for sure that uh, he was coming back December 31st, 2018? You know what might happen? People would say, hey, Jesus isn't coming back for another whole year. I can do anything that I want, and then I'm going to repent quickly before he comes back. But what would happen if they would die in the meantime, living any way that they wanted? Jesus didn't indicate the exact date of his return, but he does tell us in his holy word how to be prepared. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God's standard for judgment is very clearly spoken of in his word. He says, whoever believes in him, Jesus, is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. St. Paul tells us, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, 
you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As Scripture says, everyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord over all, richly blessed all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. Preparation for Jesus' return is clearly indicated in his word illustration of the ten bridesmaids. What was the burning torch or the burning uh, lantern? The burning faith in our hearts in Jesus Christ. What is the oil that feeds the, the flame of faith in our hearts? Nothing else than God's means of grace, his holy word of Jesus Christ and the sacraments, his holy word that uh, encourages us to have a relationship with Jesus, to remember how he had wounds in his hands and his feet and died as punishment for your sins and mine. Having that faith in Jesus Christ burning in our hearts makes us prepared for his return at any time. And you know what Jesus' admonition is then? If the way, if the oil of God's word is the way that you keep that faith burning in your heart in Jesus Christ, then don't cut yourself off from that, that oil of God's word. And believe you me, you know that we're having the holiday season coming up on us with all its little stressors that are going to be in our ways. It's kind of interesting. We call it the holiday season. You know what that means? It means the holy day season filled with a bunch of holy days, all those days of Advent. There's Thanksgiving in there, and there's Christmas, and we'll be tempted all along the way that we'll have so many, many things to do that God's word and the message of Jesus is not our priority, which is really the reason for the whole season. Would it be true that if during this holiday season Jesus entered your house, that he would have to say, Martha, Martha, Richard, Richard, you are concerned about so many things, but there is only one thing needed. What, it is, what is it? Sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to him about the message of eternal life. Oh, you know, we're tempted by the devil all the time. In all of our Missouri Synod churches, I mean, look at 9 o'clock. We have sort of an early service here at 9 o'clock. Um, we know that not everybody always shows up for worship. We don't have 100% uh, worship uh, of our members on Sunday. Missouri Synod uh, churches throughout the land don't. Sometimes 40% at the most, maybe 50%. And a lot of times people might say, you know, oh, it's so early on Sunday morning. I need to get my rest. And Jesus comes back and tells us, you can get all the rest that you want and you need in heaven. But right now you need to be busy hearing my word for the salvation of your souls. And there is only one lifetime in which to hear and believe and be saved. And Jesus is asking us, don't put me off. He simply wants us to know and hear of his love and forgiveness and the gift of eternal life that he wants us to have for now and forever. And lest we become too complacent with that message through Jesus Christ, he reminds us today that nobody 
is going to be judged for eternity regarding the faith that they had in their heart 10 years ago. And nobody is going to be judged for eternity with the faith that they might have in their heart five years from now. The only thing that matters is the faith in your heart right now. And right now. And right now. All the way to the time that God calls you home or returns in judgment. All that matters is the faith in our hearts right now. You know, being unprepared is uh, really pretty uncomfortable. I would never want to step before you on a Sunday morning and have no thoughts in my mind because I didn't make any preparations. But to be unprepared on Judgment Day would be a disaster. Having been called to faith in Jesus Christ, continue to be faithful and hear his word and know that eternal life is yours. Kind of interesting. Dr. Martin Luther once said, if I knew for sure that Jesus was coming tomorrow, you know what I would do? I would continue to take care of my garden. I would continue to take care of the cows. I would continue to clean the house and do all of my chores because I know that when he comes, I'll simply be going home to heaven along with him. Stay awake. You do not know the day or the hour. But because you're so prepared, on that day, whenever it comes, you will simply look, lift up your head and behold your redemption is drawing near and you will welcome with love the returning bridegroom. And so, so this morning we conclude by saying, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. <laughs>